Hello everybody, this is Lou from the future, with a little explanation as to what you're about to listen to. So this is the second of two podcasts that we recorded over Skype, me and my co-host Jamie Z. We're playing the second one first because it features our topic, um, what are you listening to through the pandemic, which had a pretty good response. That said, the warning would be the audio for this is pretty rough. Um, I sound a lot worse than Jamie, um, which is ironic because I was recording natively over Skype and I was using what I thought was a better recording device for that particular medium. Anyway, I cleaned it up as best I can and I hope you enjoy or at least tolerate. See you soon. snags by telling people they're being recorded <laughs> no. um, hi everyone press astry what's up jamie z Lucessa. this is skype call either number two or possibly number one depending on what order i decide to edit these this one we had a topic it looked like we had a pretty good response yes so this one might actually go up first cool so anyway um one thing we were looking to do is I was trying to figure out how to how to improve audio quality, like quality only records or seems to record in mono. And I tried a couple of things that, this time, but when you when you Google anything about recording Skype, mm-hmm. one of the things is how to record Skype without people knowing pops up almost immediately. Really, that's creepy. Yeah, a few um, third party apps that let you record in stereo and all that stuff, but a lot of them are disabled, and I wonder if that's why. Probably. That makes sense. So serial anyway. killers aren't like, oh, let me let me hear yeah. you talk. Hey. Yeah. So how it's you like, been? Oh, you know, enjoying uh, the life the life worth living. Yeah. Um, How's little great kitty? I know uh, she misses me. Get fucking strangled. Um, <laughs> so, so like, so I work from home like four days a week. Me too. In the, in the weekend, yeah. I live in a much smaller house than you. <laughs> This cat, I guess, because this cat would not be happy. She could have, if I were to like staple her to me, it's like literally the only way she get enough attention. And even then, I don't know. If I'm out of the house for like one day, like I go to work, it fucks her up anymore. Like she's like, she's super traumatized. Yeah. She's like, where's daddy? Yes. And then I'm like, kitty. And she's like, yeah. and I then I'm like, right next to me. Oh, a yeah, he's super clingy lately. Yeah, because the world's ending, they know. <laughs> he's getting ready and, to eat my face soon. That's what it is. They want to, they want to stick close. <laughs> um, so you're fresh. Well, I had heard somewhere, I, like, it might have been when I watched Gerald's Game on Netflix. Netflix. Did we talk about that? Um, I think we did, actually, a few like a few months ago. If I knew what Gerald's Game had been about before I had watched it, I totally would have read the fucking book. But I think I had read somewhere that said any pet is only 24 hours away from eating you. <laughs> and like and like seriously they're like once you die they are none of these animals are going to give a shit and they're just going to eat your face 
And who That's knows? I was telling my brother, my brother has like five or six cats. I think it's five cats. And I'm like, oh. ah, they're eyeing you up. And my brother's like, It's going to be like one of those nature specials. <laughs> oh, it's going to be like. My brother's like, like no, we have food on hand. That's what I think. I think a uh, Book of Eli where they, they get the cattle wheel. You ever see Book oh. of Eli? No, I didn't. I didn't. It's not really a, a major plot point. It, like most of the earth is a desert because cats are basically desert animals. Well, it's like a big litter box, yeah. Yeah, there are cats everywhere. And, like, I know, like, in the beginning, Denzel Washington, like, traps a cat, and he, like, renders it down for oil. Well, he eats it, and then he renders it down for oil, and he ends up trading it, the cat oil, to Tom Waits to charge his iPod. Well, that sounds about right. And there's all sorts of stuff. There's, like, every like a whole bunch of people are blind, and the Bible's in it. And, uh, Bible, so, like Bible right. stories. True Tales of the Bible, part three. Now, Five Cats is going to be like that, um, that nature at night. That was on a, where, like, the cats approach. Yes. They pounce. And they'll just be eaten and they'll have, like, little, like, those red spaghetti sauce mustaches <laughs> from, from human blood. <laughs> I did finish Tiger King, uh, like, a few, a while ago, like, a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, can you hear me still? Yes, I can. Okay, someone's trying to call me, but it's, I'm, I don't know the number. Uh, anyway, I, so I like Tiger King. I thought it was a kind of a shoddy documentary, though. Mm-hmm. To the point, Carol Baskin's husband, what's, I forget the guy's name. that he, The she second made, one or the first one? The first one that had disappeared. Uh, so he the, the, he's known to be a millionaire, but they never yeah. explain what he did prior, which I just found to be shoddy journalism. And then they're like, he has all these planes. Like, no one just makes planes... Like I think he did something with real estate later in life, but uh, originally did something with a steel plant or something with I, – I, I don't remember. Like I kind of looked into it, like tried to do a little research. I think he was probably – so it was like real estate and all that. And I think he was into some really sketchy shit probably. He's got to be. Like if he's hiding money in like apparently like digging holes to put money in, it's like mob or you know money. Yeah, I think, I think someone – I don't think Carol Bass, even though she's psycho – yeah, I think, I think he had his hands in a bunch of different jars of, like, mobsters or drug dealing. I have no idea, but... Yeah, another I thing I thought that the documentary kind of, like, glossed over was the meth problem. Oh, they yeah, that every, literally everyone was on fucking meth? Yeah, they're kind of like, yeah, the methamphetamines. And then the whole, like, when they said about his office blowing up, the first thing I thought of before him blowing it up was that they had a meth lab in there and it blew up. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but I'm like, they kind of just, like... You know, just talk a tiny bit about it. Like, it was good, but it had some problems. Yeah. Whatevs, it was entertaining. Well, yeah. So, um, what's new with you? Music-wise, or just in general? Well, in general, yes, how I was doing. I'm like, eh, you know. Oh, you know. Doing the homeschool thing, and it's a little tiresome, but he's in kindergarten, so it's not too hard. Yeah, just, you know, working out, walking, cooking dinners, doing my thing. Still a little injured, not running, which is real frustrating. And then my other hip started bothering me today. I was like, oh, awesome. But same old, same old. Been yeah. uh, digging on a couple albums lately. That's about it. I went to uh, the farm park, Narstown Farm Park Easter, for a little hike. Oh, and, cool, uh, cool. For, for a country that's in the middle of a pandemic, the number of people either having fucking picnics or trout fishing was oh, like it's ridiculous. Insane. Yeah, yeah, it's um, bad. Like I've been walking yeah. on the trails a lot. Like I would say a fourth of them are wearing masks, which isn't a big deal. I have my. I use a buff. If you know mm-hmm. what a buff is, like, you can yeah. kind of use it to be in your hair or over your mouth, whatever. Yeah. So I I just put it over my mouth when I'm get close to somebody. But like very few people have it. 
which is fine. I mean, I get it. You're outside. It's a little different than being in a crowded, like, enclosed area. But still, just the amount of people. I went on Easter, too. Victor and I went for a walk, and it was, like, mobbed down at the dog park. Anyway, <laughs> what are you gonna and do? And then my supplements I take, and I know we just sound like the the most whiny fucking <laughs> people. I've been cutting back my drinking. I've just been drinking. Uh, oh. I just drank the weekend. No, that's good. Pandemic has not affected my ability to buy vinyl records at all. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that is for true. I bought uh, some soaps and a candle tonight for my birthday. Ooh, Ooh yeah, your birthday's coming up. up. Yep, next next uh, Sunday. No comment. No comment. Oh, and here's some bullshit before we continue. Okay. So, so I've been playing Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. And I fucking I'm bankrupt because I bought these turnips and they only sold for half price, half of what I paid for them. Oh my god. So like ruined. You should um, take to the streets and protest. I do. That's the streets of Animal Crossing. No one cares. <laughs> Did you see that they have, like, protests? I mean, I saw this on Facebook, so I don't know. It could have been one place because, you know, at, no one reads anything in on Facebook. They just post shit. Like, men and, I guess, women, too. But a lot of people, some people have been protesting. It's like men have been going, it's my body. I can do whatever I want. If I don't want to wear a mask, I don't have to. And you're like, really? Really? The, I, this is what women have been saying for hundreds of years. Mm. Oh, you know I, what? I have seen kind that, of funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the people are fucking horrible. Yeah, I, I I actually have not barely turned on the TV in the last three days, and it's amazing. I love it. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, just getting a little drink of water there. Nah, I, just, I got sick of watching Triple D and mm. Triple G, and uh, we've been watching I mean, what, the, home... uh, the guys' grocery games. Yeah, and when we were watching a lot of the Home Network or whatever the um, Home Improvement show or whatever, oh. I sound like such an old person. HGTV, no, a... I think it is. Yeah, and uh, I like I'm like just watching the same crap. So I just been reading more, and it's just nice having the TV off. Just to I, say, it's yeah. just like the longest intro ever. I think last <laughs> time was a lot longer, but anyway, music it has you, it it has charms to soothe the savage beast. Yes, that is for true. Like when that cat's eating your face, oh, yeah, when you wake me? up without a face. So this is gonna. Remember I was talking about the book Face It from Debbie Harry's autobiography? Yes. Last week. So this might be a little bit of a spoiler because if depending on when you put these out, not a spoiler really. <laughs> so anyway, I forgot to tell you this. So Debbie Harry's a huge wrestling fan. Oh, really? So, yeah, she's like a big fan of like Gorgeous George. And she like talks oh. about wrestling a lot. She did like this live action um, like play that she like learned to wrestle and it just was a broadway flop or whatever i don't even know if it was on broadway but it was a play but anyway she talks about how her and lydia lunch somehow went to like she knew someone from the wwe at the time and lydia lunch apparently is a big wrestling fan too and is obsessed with um kevin not kevin hart (laughs) i'm going bret hart i think yeah bret yes bret hart so anyway yeah hitman hart so anyway debbie and lydia went to wrestling together and she said Lydia was like going out of her mind, like just trying to get with uh, Bret Hart. It was oh, wow. amazing. But I forgot to say that last week in talking about the, the book. And I thought that was kind of a little weird nugget of info. It is weird. Who would have thunk? I guess all types. Yes. So let's talk about music. I will first start off with a band. It's almost like a super group called Bitter Branches. An EP that came out actually this week in April. It's April. 10th, I think, came out. 
And it was called This May Hurt a Bit. And uh, members of this band are from Dead Guy, Kiss It Goodbye. That was the singer, Tim Singer. Walleye, which is out of Delaware. A lot of people mm. back in the day. I don't know if you remember Walleye. They were like a pretty popular pop punk band from Delaware it, in the 90s. It's, uh, yeah, I kind of do. Yeah. Calv- Cavalry, uh, Go for the Throat, which I love. And The Curse. Bunch of, mm. It's a, just a bunch of Philly uh, ex-vets. As I said, they're out of Philadelphia. And they describe themselves on or someone described them on uh, i think it was Bandcamp. they said black flag jesus lizard rights of spring and early Soundgarden and nirvana got into a fist fight mm. oh that oh, was wow. off no record no echo a uh yeah. so anyway they described themselves as am rep if you ever heard of that before i have not no okay well i'll go back to it grunge hardcore and post hardcore so am rep i was like what the heck is this and it, they it's almost like helmet or Mel- or melvin's so I first heard of this mm. term literally a few days ago before I listened, like I read, I was doing research on this band, and Amra, it was um, off of Turned Out a Punk, and Tony Foresta of uh, Municipal Waste was like, oh, I'm really into AM rap or AM rap, rep, and I was like, what the hell is that? And it's Amphetamine Reptile Records. Oh, right. bands like the Melvins, Jesus Lizard, mm-hmm. Helmet. Hmm. There's a bunch of bands off that. And I guess it's kind of a own little like subgenre. So that's what that term means. I was like, oh, wow, oh, wow. I just learned about this the other day. And oh, it nice. totally fits this brand of uh, bitter, banch- bitter hmm. branches. So it starts off with like Amber. That's more of a noise rock, I should say. So the first song is Oil of Snakes. And it's like this heavy wave of sound, very noise, very grungy. It does fit that. Uh, Amrap uh, genre. Um, it's got a very nice, heavy bass line I like. And um, Tim's vocals are pretty cool. Just goes from like speaking to singing, kind of like stream of consciousness. It's, he almost reminds me a little bit of Alfred from The Dangers, which we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. The lyrics I, I have, I, have pay, I was paying attention to, but I need to see them written out in long form to actually see what they're talking about. So I know one lyric was like two plus two equals five. And I was like, that's not right. But Oil of Snake, I believe, is the longest song. There's a pretty like, soft breakdown in the middle of guitars and vocals. It's just a very cool song. Uh, my favorite song off the album is called Bad Cold. And that has that noisy AMRAP feel, grungy, post-hardcore. And I really like the main guitar riff going through it. And there's like this tuned off, this tuned down guitar following along with it. It's, just, it's a cool sound. Um, Her Disease has a really cool bass line. It's cool. That was catchy. actually my favorite song on the album. That has like a bass line like Fugazi, I want to say. I yeah, think I think that's song. what... I mean, that's what I thought today, I think. Yeah. The guitar works really cool. It has, like, mm-hmm. stop-and-go guitars and drums, and it's, like, almost head-bobbing. Broiler has a very grungy Nirvana feel to it. It's one of the more mellow, not-as-noisy songs. It has very muffled vocals. And the last song on the EP is Party Mode, and the guitars are really cool. There's a band called Fading, Fatal Flying Guillotines that the first, like, ten seconds remind me of a guitar riff from one of the songs. I am familiar with them. Yeah, they're not, not I'm sure not a lot of people are. Um, <clears throat> it's very noisy, hardcore, grunge. Like, almost all the instruments, like, everything showcase guitars, bass, drum, vocals. They have really cool riffs on everything. Thing. like instrumentally they're so tight and everything sounds so good and uh tim singer's vocals are really cool but nothing outshines anything else in my opinion i think the ep is really awesome i really dig it um i very noisy very cool very grungy grungy it's hard to kind of pin it down as i said the vocals are great the instruments are great and i really haven't heard a sound like that in a little while and i dig it i enjoyed it as well sorry i'm feeling like heroin i did earlier huh? mm. 
No, I did. I enjoyed it. Um, had a lot of energy. Um, yeah, I didn't know it yeah. could be up your alley. The more you listen to it, the more you start appreciating it more, and you're like, wow, like everything sounds great. Like yeah, on the second time, I like. Yeah, I listened to it a couple of times, and the second time is when it started to hit for me. Yeah, the first time I listened to it, I'm like, this is cool. And I listened to it about like three or four times, and each time I listened to it, I'm like, I end up putting it on my iPod. I'm like, this is really good. For me, most music, this is a, mm-hmm. a this will actually be relevant later in the in the in that conversation in this podcast. Okay. Your brain is like a sponge, and you have to like basically pre-wet the sponge. You know, you have to wet a sponge before it'll actually start working. No. <laughs> so shut up. <laughs> So that's what, like, the first time you listen to music ever, like a, a new piece of music, it's like yeah, you you're wetting a dry sponge. Yeah, and it, you have to kind of, you have to pre wet that the sponge. layers to get the full effect. Yes. What do you think, Asano? Yeah, he's just smelling where my, uh, I was sitting, which is kind of gross. Uh, your, your, your toilet? <laughs> yes, you're correct. So what you got for me? Uh, who should I go? Let me go first with... Uh, Little band called Nine Inch Nails. Uh, probably no one's heard of Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, they're obscure band from the nineties. Yes. Um, they had an album called Pretty Heat Machine. March twenty sixth, end of March, they released. And really, they is like it's Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor released two albums for free. Yes. Ghosts five together and Ghost six locusts. Was it Many, his label? I think it's directly off their website, actually. So, okay. So I downloaded it. You can download it directly from the store. And I think he has self-produced. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I lost track. Many years ago, it's sort of an experiment. An early experiment in um, pay what you want, I guess. Yes, I, I kind of like, remember when they first, when Ghost first dropped, I thought it was kind of pay what you want. They released like, a couple of checks for free. And then it was like pay what you want for the rest, mm-hmm. I believe. And he released this, uh, essentially this instrumental album. It was like a double album um, called Ghosts 1 through 4. I would say at the time it was very experimental. Moving on, if you've heard literally any, and I'm sure you have, literally any soundtrack that Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross have done, that's a lot of what this Ghosts 1 through 4 sounded like. Mm-hmm. Ghosts 1 through 6, for that matter. But <laughs> I really like Ghosts 1 through 4. Is there any lyrics on any of them? No, they're all instrumentals, which is the first thing I'm curious about, but I'll go, uh, let me finish it on my ghost rant or whatever. Like, I think I actually own a CD of Ghost 1 through 4. That's how much I like it. It's something I listen to a lot. It's good. It's good background music because it's very like... It's ambient. It's background music. It's very ambient, yeah. Now, Ghosts 5 and 6 continue that trend. Mm-hmm. But it's a little they're a little different, I feel. So okay. I sent you two songs off of Locusts. Yes, and they, it, I, I thoroughly enjoyed them. So yeah, they were my two favorite songs on that album. Um, Ghosts Five together is a very is very mellow. It's almost meditative. Ghost yes. Six is a lot tenser an album. Mm-hmm. And like the two songs I sent Jamie were um, the Curse Clock and Around Every Corner. And I think the curse clock really conveys the sound of a clock. I could see that. And around every corner really conveys this like sense of paranoia. I was going to say both like seem to me like impending doom almost. Like you're awaiting yeah. something to happen and it kind of it, it's weird because it just sets up this this feeling of uh, just like awaiting in, uh, something. And that's largely what that second album is. It's 
So the other remarkable thing is Ghost 1 through 4, they were just numbered like tracks. It wasn't like, you know, Ghost 1 1 wasn't like Dr. Ghost and whatnot. Yeah. They have like names. All the tracks on these two have names. Okay. And they're like kind of descriptive. So they're like, I use something, a, a, a phrase from way back in my college years, uh, five or six years ago. When yeah. I was still in college. <laughs> they're very tone poemy. That, like, Ooh. They evoke like these, you know, these images. You've used that term before. I know. I love it. It's one of my favorite terms. Esoteric. And then there's another one I use, esoteric, <laughs> um, apropos none. There's another, I can't remember. There's like two terms for music, and one is if it doesn't mean like, uh, it doesn't matter, fuck it, who cares? <laughs> um, but anyway, the thing I was wondering, so I, I really like it. It is a bit harder to passively listen to these. I but guess. I, I was into it. I actually worked out to it, which isn't the most um, get up and get it done type of music, but I, yeah. I enjoyed it. Well, I enjoyed it a lot. I'm just, maybe I just had to listen to it more. But like, I mean, I guess compared to Ghost 1 through 4, there's a, there's a lot more actively happening in these songs. Makes sense. I, I can see what you're saying. So at its best, it's like these songs I just described where they're conveying a really good image. And it's worst, and I don't mean worst in the worst sense, but Mm -hmm. Where it gets a little weaker sometimes is when they just said it sounds like incidental music from Westworld. Yeah, I just started watching season three, which yeah, so I totally see. I totally get like especially which, the intro. You could, I could. Yeah, exactly. And it's not bad, but then sometimes it's like, uh, I wonder. The thing I wonder is if people who are a little more casual saw these albums for free, mm -hmm. not knowing what they were actually going to get what they were in for and were kind of yeah. turned off by it. I could see that. But, you know, it's free. Yeah. It's something you didn't have before. Well, we didn't have before. So, yeah, that's it. I enjoy them. I was working to either one of these or the other playing for most of the week. Where did you download it from? Straight from their website? or it's it's Yeah, so NineInchNails.com, but you have to go in their store. Okay. It was actually kind of a pain in the ass. It's pretty easy. You just go to NineInchNails.com store, and if you can't find it, I can send it to you. So yeah, I'm. I mean, I was just saying in general, but yeah, I'm actually interested in just downloading it for myself because I I like that type of like ambient background music. I think it's kind of cool and chill. So not that it's that chill, kind of has more of a yeah, yeah. Sense of, like rushing paranoid yeah. feeling to it. Yeah, but, uh, like I said, five is a little more mellow. That's it. That 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 review is donezo. So I will go with my second one. D-Boy, new records mm. in Human Power, which is out Valentine's Day in February of 2020. Yeah, I really appreciate I really appreciate uh -huh. the uh, the cover. Oh, it was amazing. It's yeah. a, a woman or a man in a mask breastfeeding a baby or a um, fake baby doll. I can't tell. Probably a fake baby doll. So they're off of Dynalone Records, and they're a three-piece, and they're either out of Welling, Welland? Ontario or Jersey on their website did you off the show did you look at their website at all I did not look at their website oh they're a very weird band uh, they I not, think I could tell that <laughs> from their album covers they won't meet with anybody personally they send <laughs> the president of the official D-Boy Scout order who right. is named Krill Kuchikov Kuchikokov he or she speaks for the band and they have this whole manifesto going on, and they have, like, ten rules mm -hmm. to becoming a D-boy. You can actually become an official D-boy scout. And it has, like, a lot of, like, Russian motif to it. But they talk about being, like, 
having Welling, was it well, Welland, Ontario in Canada as like the official rock and roll. So a lot of people say that they're Canadian. And then I saw a little article about them in New Noise magazine, and I swear that said New Jersey. So hmm. it's somewhere in between. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, they have a 13 point program, and it's to end sonic austerity. Oh. Uh, and they have three other releases. I think they're just EPs and like maybe one single or something bef- like before this. But I think they are quite awesome and they're very weird. They're like if Mask Intruder were cool. <laughs> I just think Mask Intruder is awful and lame. Um, and they all wear like these bondage masks other than the lead singer kind of has like this weird Freddie Mercury biker look going on. So if you like the hives and the circle jerks or sore points, it's kind of a mismatch of all that. They are fast garage punk and rock and roll. The first song is "Why Do You uh, Why Do You Only Love a D Boy Who's Down?" Very fast garage punk. It's only fifty four seconds, and that's when I'm like, his his vocals kind of remind me a little bit of Spencer Moody from Murder City Devils. I don't know. If yeah, you know that. I have a, I have a couple. I have thoughts on the vocals, but I'll let you finish first because sure. Next song, or yeah, next song is Thumbless, and that pretty much I'm going to say the same thing about every song. Fast, yeah. catchy, fun. One of my favorite songs is Gimps Don't Limp, and it's 32 seconds long, and it's just fun, it's catchy, and uh, Gimps Don't Limp, like, it's, it's, it's just cool, I like it. Um, performance Horses, um, that's the most, that reminds me of The Hives, it has a very much of Hives riff going toward, uh, through the song. I like uh, that Red, one a lot. Yeah, it was good. I like all these songs. Uh, Red too. Ultra Glide is very garage. It's kind of sexy and it's a swag. It almost reminds me of a spiritual cramp song a little bit if it was a little faster and harder. D-Boys Sell Out, about selling out. And actually made me laugh. Watch your money. Oh, it's, it's so funny. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I actually laughed out loud when I heard that. They're one. awesome. Um, yeah. My favorite song is uh, Scavengers of Love. And it's uh, more garage, punk, catchy, AF, chorus, uh, uh, lots about being a D-boy. And that reminds me a lot of Murder City Devils, like er- early Murder City Devils. Hips, his vocals and, slash, and his lyrics are more highlighted in that song. And then it ends with, love will always find, love will always find you in the end. Um, and that's, you know, pretty much uh, ends where it started, that fast garage punk feel to it but i love it i love the the fun garage punk sound i love the shtick of their whole act whatever they're doing it's really rad i like their energy it's not the most original but they like they do it so good they execute it great and it's interesting and i want to know more about them i'd love to see them live and i think they're so much fun i think the album's only like 25 minutes or something um it's pretty quick yeah it's great though i think they're awesome i'm glad i found this little gem so i was listening to i was actually listening to it in the background while i was trying to um figure out how to record skype yeah the thought that crossed my mind at first jokingly was it's punk rock elvis (laughs) i can see that which wasn't quite right and i listened to it more and at times for so there's a brief period of time when i was like honestly he sounds a bit like joey ramone i could see that too and then to continue the final pro- progression, I was like, oh, they sound like the Stooges. Yeah, oh, so yeah, they reminded me a bit of the Stooges. That are straight Stooges that I was like, Lou's going to like this because yes. yeah, I, I agree too. Like I, I straight heard, I think like White Denim, there's a couple songs that yep. I didn't talk about that I was like, wow, this is very Stooges. So, but I, there's not much more you can say about like fast garage punk, like yeah. sexy swagger, dirty rock and roll. No, I really like this uh, album. I thought I was going to be annoyed when I saw how much they referenced the name of the band. Oh, it's so all the songs, but I got it, and yeah, it was really good. 
it's so I think it's really cool. I, if you like that type of stuff, I would say definitely check it out because they do it super, super well. It's like one of the first bands in a while. It reminded me a lot of Sore Points if they were more garage and had a weird theme going on. But um, I, I totally dig it. I am down with the D-Boys, whatever uh, that means. I don't know. You better make sure. All right. Did you find – so I was looking. Like I guess – and some of it's like I guess a – just a consequence of the pandemic – a lot mm-hmm. more EPs out right now, like because everyone's, I guess, is recording EPs. Yeah, because I guess people are just don't have enough material for an album, so like, oh, yeah. we have like five or six really good songs. Let's just put it out, see if we can get some money. Yeah, I figure something like that because I found like a lot of bands and stuff. Well, I even forgot to talk about that. Division of Laura Lee had a, uh, a single out. They're they're going to mm-hmm. have a new album out, and the <laughs> the single was really really good. And I'm actually very looking much looking forward to the new album. So. Uh, the Butcherettes put out a. I know they did an EP. Oh, cool! Yeah, I follow all these bands on Instagram. Yeah, and it is funny to watch a band like another band in the comments. Yeah, and yeah. And the person cool. like freaked out because that it's like it's like when Brandon Blaine liked my uh, like my picture of him. And yeah, I was yeah, like, oh. yeah. For the La Butcherettes, they put up like a link to a video they did. Mm-hmm. And Garbage, which in Garbage, like, it's Shirley Manson is the Garbage account. Yeah. Goes, I really like it. It's very Kate Bush. And, and like, uh, Terry loses her shit. Goes garbage. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and I've also seen it happen. Uh, Death Valley Girls, if someone likes, like, like Garbage or someone like that, they get excited. and That's cool. Like, and, you know, it goes upward because in Garbage, people like Garbage and stuff and they get excited. And, yeah. Yeah, it's just the same. Well, it's crazy with Instagram. Like, I'm friends with a couple musicians. Yeah. Uh, so Miracle Drug dropped, uh, like, a new single, and it was really, yeah. really good, and I really like Miracle Drug. And I've talked to the lead singer a couple times, uh, Mr. Bricks. He, he sang for a band called CR. It's been a duff, bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. So uh, on Instagram, I was like, yo, I really dig the new single. And he was like, oh, thanks a lot. And he'll, like, like some of my photos, and I'm like, woo that's kind of cool. <laughs> but <laughs> I know, it's just being a, other- a geek. My two other favorite dramas were, are, well, one were, because it didn't really exist and one still goes, is when Slater Kinney kind of, like, you know, when Janet left, mm-hmm. to see who still like Hugh's account, and who was, like, liking photos for the others. But then um, I follow Kim Gordon, Thurston Moore, and Coco Gordon Moore. Mm-hmm. It's their kid, and I feel like only one of them will like, um, <laughs> I mean, photos, and it's usually, um, usually Kim does. But, like, sometimes, like, if, if, if Thurston likes, like, one of our photos, she won't like it. That's so, so I weird. just find that, like, it's insane. But I just, I'm just amazed. It's also weird because she's a model and she'll do something. And then you'll see, like, someone like Kim Gordon say something very mom. <laughs> or even more, like, the big one would be Brody. When Brody, yeah. like, you know, and, you know, she loves her kids. I mean, as she should. But, like, when she talks about, like, how missing her kids and loving her kids, and you realize, like, she's a mom, too. Yeah, it's it's it, like you see the other side. It's kind of interesting. So yeah, and then you'll see like uh, something sweet like the shutdown is a lie. New world order. <laughs> and like cat power, you should be able to say things like that. <laughs> that segue aside. Um, yeah, do you have you have one more right? You have a I have one more, and I'm gonna sort of talk about a bit of news. So in addition to like we talk about people releasing EPs or albums in some cases. 
foreshadowing, releasing albums early. Yeah. I think Candle Osborne's going to release an album. Um, Sweet Spirit um, announced an album for the end of May, and Sweet Spirit is a spinoff of uh, Austin punk band A Giant Dog. Oh, okay, cool. And it's sort of Sabrina Ellis and uh, Andrew Ketcher. It's their band, and they started the band so they could learn how to write songs. Spinoff. Interesting. Anyway, uh, Bridget Dawson, formerly of the OCs, and by formerly, I think she, like, the last album she was on was Smoke Reverser. Okay. But she's been with them, like, like a stretch from, like, uh, 2006 to 2018. She, a keyboardist, vocalist, played the tambourine. Mm-hmm. She has an album coming out called Ballad of Apes. And her band is now Bridget Dawson and the Mothers something. I don't know, whatever. Um, Bridget okay. Dawson, single. I can't read my own writing. They released the first single, is the season for new incantations. And they mm-hmm. listened to it. It's interesting. It's not what I expected. It's mm-hmm. synth-heavy. It's very slow, haunting. It's like a psychedelic ballad. Hmm, interesting. It, it seriously, it sounds like something that it, it's a song that would definitely be playing in a club in a David Lynch movie, hmm. and that's the only way I could describe it. And yeah, I'm very excited for that album. That sounds interesting. I w- will hopefully uh, get to listen to it. Yes, someday. Do you want to talk about our topic? Well, do you want to talk about the other band first or the topic? Let's talk about our topic because it kind of runs into a lot of people who are listening to it. Ah, all right. Sounds good to me. So, so we, we posed a topic of, you know, everyone's, you know, supposed to be sheltering in place and quarantine. We've all been in our houses since pretty much St. Patty's Day. So we were like, yeah, what are you listening to? We got a decent amount of um, responses. Go ahead. Let me, let, me, let me speak real quick on that. And we've talked about this before. So most of the responses were from our accounts, right? Like, did we get, Mostly we get a lot mine. Of I got a boatload. Trash South Street never gets a ton of it. So, so that's like the thing. Bro. It's something we have to figure out. It's Facebook's algorithm. I realize I don't Trash South Street post most I barely of the time. Do. And mm-hmm. we're, we're the Trash South Street people. It's just something interesting because I know when we've tried to kind of go with mm-hmm. Trash South Street, it's like... I think they want our money. I think they want to boost us yeah. if we pay money, and I think that's what it comes down to. So we'll figure out something else. But anyway, thank you, everyone, for responding. And a lot of people responded. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. So let me start off. Bob Trait said he's been listening to Sting, uh, some live stuff, Soul Cages. Uh, Amanda Rochelle said she's been listening to a lot of podcasts, Unlocking Us and the Gentle Art Podcast. Joey Odoricio said Fiona Apple. Linda what? said Fiona Apple. What? Foreshadowing. Kevin Bates said The Smiths and Morrissey. Dave Mooney said The New Pearl Jam and The New Strokes. I forgot there's a New Strokes out. Nick Crowley said Hey Mercedes and La Sara. Tony Cadaver said Herbert Chapel and The Gronk, I guess uh, with Dawn of the Dead soundtrack. Mike Walsh said Murphy's Law. Sit at Home and Rot. Uh, Annie McIntosh said Nick Drake, Pink Moon. Uh, Rich Embleton said Every Time I Die and Clean Town. John Nicholson said Burial, Untrue. Uh, Boards of Canada introducing, or sorry, Boards of Canada Music Has the Right to Children and DJ Shadow introducing. Jim Palka said John Fay. Jake Martinez said Avatar Corn, System of a Down, Lincoln Park, Slipknot, and Your Bro said Eternal Tapestry, The O.C.'s, Ty Seagal, Witch, Trance of the Seven Colors. And he went into to some detail and, and um, posted some 
uh, YouTube videos. A lot of people yeah. posted YouTube videos, which we told everyone to do, just so we can, you know, hear new music yeah. or whatever. So what have you been listening to? Oh, I think, um, I don't know if it's a comp or what, but yeah, Ty Seagal put something out as Ty Seagal. Oh, cool. And I don't know if it's a rarities and B-sides. So aside from the one we're going to talk about, I, oh, I have two words. So, um, let me go through my notes. Taylor said she's listened to uh, uh, Money by Cardi B like 21 times. <laughs> I never listen to Cardi B, and I don't think I ever will. Nothing uh, is Taylor, just not into her. I kind of got into it. I was listening. She has a lot of songs. Really? One. Yeah. Well, maybe I will give it a shot then. I don't think you and like Taylor. It. You're not cool like us. Uh, and then my cousin Beth uh, is listening to The Grateful Dead uh, while mm. lounging in a hot tub and drinking. <laughs> Um, so other than like the big one, so I've been listening to one, I've been doing the thing where I'm slowly working my way through my vinyl collection, which is good because like, it's, you know, you play like a side and forces you to get up. So you get some like walking around shit, but I've really been listening to the redheaded stranger a lot. Willie Nelson, eh? Well, which I, yeah, which I've talked about maybe before where it's this really great album. It's like very simple. The, the story was Willie Nelson brought those tapes to like his, his the record execs and they're like he plays them and they're like well these are really great demos Willie we can't wait to hear the album it's like no that is the album <laughs> and they had to put it out because contractually I it was either he had final say or he could basically put out anything and mm-hmm. they didn't think it was going to succeed it did and it was like a maze balls and it's sort of it's a concept album. I have it. I never gave it too much of a listen, though, I have to say. Jess burned it for me, like, years ago. Yeah, it's, like, crazy. Um, and then, like, every now and then, like I said, I'm listening through, you know, my different out songs and shit. And then, like, I'm trying to think what I – I was listening to Transformer a lot yesterday. The, Lou Reed or the, the Lou Reed album, yeah. <laughs> um, and then here, that like, that. I actually Born to Rot by Laura Jean Grace. Oh, Okay. I rediscovered, but, you know, mostly, like, the new music that I ended up not talking about this podcast. Yeah, I've just been listening to more, like, I've been, I always listen to a ton of uh, podcasts, and yeah. I started listening to one called uh, Driving the Skeleton Coast or something like that, and it's all about Brendan Kelly from, like, Lawrence Arms and the Falcon and stuff, and mm-hmm. he's going through um, his different band's albums and just, like, all, like, about the songs and what was happening during recording, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of interesting. Other than that, like, been less than a lot of, like, just straight up kind of, like, punk from the 90s, like, Lifetime and Lawrence Arms, just kind of feel-good music. A lot of Fiona Apple. Oh, Fiona Apple? What? What? Uh, um, yesterday morning, I, I awoke and saw a tweet from Garbage just saying, Fiona Apple, just saying. <laughs> and I looked, and yeah, she had indeed released her album. And you put a post on Facebook, and when I woke up, Mark said, hey, I just saw Lou posted that Fiona Apple has a new album out, and I was like, really? And I was very excited. So apparently, it's sort of like weird. I think she, April 1st, so this album was like supposed to come out in uh, uh, October. Oh, okay. And apparently April 1st, she released like a a seven-second video in like where she was signing, and what she was signing was the album is finished. Mm-hmm. And then I think she announced in an interview that it was coming out the 17th. But I had no idea. I think 
like a lot of people, I know April, my friend April was certainly blind. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of people, I think were surprised. Everyone was like, I, I knew she was going to have a, a new album. There's no one knew when they, it, I, yeah. as you said, like, I think I thought it was supposed to be like the end of the summer or something. But And this is fetch the bolt cutters. Do you know where that comes from? No, I do not. So I guess it's a line from that, uh, the fall. Okay. Jillian Anderson. Oh. Show huh. where, you know, she's a cop. Yeah. And the British show, it, right? Yeah, so I think that we're, that's where that is from. Interesting. This is her first album in eight years since The Other Wheel. Off of Ep- Epic Records. Yeah. You know, when I was talking about sponges? Yes. Sometimes the sponge just wets immediately the first time. And this I, would be that. Yes. Um, I, I would say the same thing. There was a couple songs I was not sold on until second listen. But I was immediately hooked. I was like, I, yeah, I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Yes, I was. And like, yeah, and then like there were a few songs that like I sort of got a little later on, but yeah, I was taken in instantly. I was like, wow. Probably the first album in a long while that I absolutely like every song. Yes. Actually, let me say. It doesn't happen too often. Of course, I like some songs more than others, but there's not one song. Um, I love Idler Wheel, but there's some songs I can kind of skip over. But this, this, like, it's just a whole, it tells a whole story and it's just so layered and it's amazing. Pitchfork. Which hates everything. Hated this too. No, that'd be horrible. Um, <laughs> I think it's a, they gave it a ten out of ten, and it's the first one they've given since um, my dark twisted fantasy. So, hmm. kind of best, which was in two thousand and ten. Oh wow! So they gave their perfect album the decade out already. So yeah, uh, we both loved it. Everyone loved it. So let's get into it. It opens with "I want you to love me," and I really appreciate that. The first, like, ten seconds is this weird, like, almost electric, like, the way the percussion is for a super-duper percussive album. The first, like, ten seconds, I was like, I was like, I was like, ooh, Peaches. <laughs> I didn't think that, but... I did first, and then, then, of course, the piano kicks in, and it's, like, amazing. It's this really full sound um, with these arpeggios that turn slightly sinister. Mm-hmm. And um, at the end... Otter little cray cray. She makes otter sex noises. Yes. Well, I th- I thought that it was like a, one of the more desperate songs, and it's kind of where Idler left off. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. There are a couple of songs that remind me of that album, and this is one of them. And it was kind of like with her otter sex noises, or like her like, hey, just cray cray losing her mind. Yeah. And like just kind of getting away from Idler, like, hey, hey, no, this is different. Yeah. Kind of. And, I don't um, know. And it might check you. All these songs are personal in some way. Yes. Uh, a grim de- a departure from Fiona's normal. Oh, no, not yeah, happy exactly. go lucky persona. <laughs> Shamika. Yeah, open this rolling piano. I I I really like this one because I can imagine like a little like fucking Fiona Apple just miserable stomping <laughs> around. It wasn't my favorite song at first, but the mm-hmm. second time I listened to it and the third time, I was like, this is awesome. I love it. It's become one of my favorites. So I looked up. Yeah, yeah, that's how I thought, too, because this one really grew on me really quickly. And this is like, Shumiko's a real person who, like I said, Fiona Apple had like one conversation with when she was like 11. And yeah. And told her she had potential. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's really good, like crazy. Um. She mentions Sebastian in the song. That would be her uh, bassist, Sebastian Steinberg. When she's like, I need a band who says, he, Sebastian says he's good in a storm. So she tells a delightful little story about that. And it was like, 
her, Sebastian, and David, her guitarist. So Sebastian's the bassist, David's her guitarist. They were like in Texas, and they got pulled over from a cop, and I guess they were all smoking pot. Yeah, I did read the story as well. And where he did you read the Vulture article? Um, yeah, because like he was—is he black? I think. Yeah. Hispanic, and he gave her the weed, so he didn't get busted with it. And the dogs but, were going crazy trying to smell it in her sock. Yeah, your part is like so they were smoking like it out of an apple. Yes, and, so and he ate the apple. Ate the apple, so that made me laugh. I like her whole like spoken word like slash rap in it. Which oh is yeah, kind of amazing. She's the first rapper. <laughs> yeah, it was like Blondie's Raptor. Yeah, I really and, like, like that. It's like I wasn't afraid of the bullies. Like there's oh, that's just what, yes. awesome lines. I'll let you finish and say it again. I talked over you. I said I wasn't, the, one of the lyrics is I wasn't afraid of the bullies and like the bullies kind of. Oh, I love that line. That's my favorite line too. It's... Fetch the bolt colors, cutters. Mellower than I thought when you first read the, the title of the song. It almost has like a little bit of an, kind of an island feel. Yeah. A little bit. Um, I like the dogs barking at the end. I know she explained it in that Volter article. Um, but the dogs barking was just weird. But she's like, I wanted my puppy to have some. And it's more or less like I'm sick of this bullshit and sick of dealing with like these like people treating me like shit and I'm just done with it kind of feel to it, which I didn't really get till like the second or third listen. And I appreciate it a lot more. So lyrically, I knew better, but my heart didn't all that shit. Yeah. Like a lot of it reminded me like very Patti Smith lyrics at times for that album. If you remove the um, honestly, if you remove like the chorus. It would remind me a lot of, like, her quasi-spoken word shit. Um, the next song, Under the Table, which I, is the funnest song in the album. Oh, I love it. It's amazing. <laughs> it it reminds me of me <laughs> to a yeah. point. Like, just, I like how it's just, don't bring me to a dinner that I don't want to attend because I don't oh, want to just, with your asshole friends. Yeah, and what's the thing about, like, I don't care how expensive the wine is and... Yeah, so it's really, yeah it, I won't shut up. I won't shut up. It's amazing. And that's really what it's about. It's about being, you know, being like at a dinner that you don't want to be at and then sort of not, you know, like I said, speaking your mind and, you know, just <laughs> kind of calling someone out for some bullshit. Yeah. And the idea, again, under the table kick is your date or whoever kicking you under the table trying to get you to shut up, which you won't do. And it's a great song. It's amazing. I, I, it's one of my favorite songs on the album. Yeah. Well, they all are. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever song I'm listening to in that moment, I think. Yes. Relay, I thought was very good. I like, um, I just like the whole, the whole song. It's very bluesy. Mm-hmm. Um, it does have a weird end. It's like someone forgot to hit stop. Yeah, there's a couple of songs like that. Uh, this is one of them. If the evil is a relay, a spark, or I forget the whole um, the lyric or whatever. The one is, it's like evil is a relay where the one gets burned. Who yeah, gets burned. something. Yeah, and the whole like resentment, and I like her vocals in it. Mm-hmm. I think are really cool. It's a really cool song. Um, it's, it's more or it's less almost... kind of like hating on an an ex, not super hating on him. But, well, yeah, but uh, venting about it more or less, and like kind of the spark of like I need to get out of this relationship, kind of. The rhythm it's almost uh, like Afrobeat at times without horns. Mm-hmm. Rack of his is probably I have two stars next to it. It's one of my oh. favorite songs. Mm-hmm. It kind of starts off a little obsessive, and it but it's effing yeah. awesome. It's um. I, the one line I love of her being jealous of his guitars because he's been yeah. wailing on them and he, he should be wailing on her. 
yeah. which is amazing. Yeah, and the next are yeah. like rocket legs. Like it's, it's it's such a great mm-hmm. song. I love it, and it kind of has this like circus feel musically in the background. It's it's this very cool song. It's kind of like why am I dealing with this dude type of feel about it. You read so there was a vulture article where she explained her songs. And a lot of the songs, she's like, this is actually about a couple of people. Yeah, she said it's always about a couple of exes, um, but it's a great song. What did you think of Newspaper? I, newspaper sounded like something that would be playing in a CD club, like a mob-run club. Yeah, at first I was like not sold on it, and the more I listened to it, I'm like, it's actually pretty cool. And it's pretty yeah. much like identifying with someone over an asshole dude. And like yeah. the whole ex, an ex girlfriend type thing. I, I thought it was very interesting, almost like in the Me Too movement type thing. And yeah, yeah, being um, in an abusive relationship. I, I, I thought it was pretty cool. I really liked it. Her sister sings this one. The one her sister sings back up on. It's another one where the song it goes like there's 45 seconds of we just left the recorder on. Yes. You know, but yeah, other than I mean, it's you learn that it's good. It kind of throws me because sometimes I'm like, is the album done? Did it stop playing? What do you think of Ladies? Ladies was one I was not sold on the first time. Ladies, ladies, ladies. Once he first starts saying that, I'm like, this is what I would hear right before I was going to get murdered. It's very weird. It's one of her weirder songs. It's very juicy and it's very kind of creepy. But it's another very, like, uh, about exes and just how you shouldn't, like, shame other women and stuff. Yes. Um. But the more the second and third time I listened to it, I was like, I really like it. It's a really good song. Uh, Heavy Balloon about depression. Heavy Balloon, awesome. Very angry at times, but it's more, I think, almost head bopping. Like it's got some cool beats going through it. Yeah, yeah, I really like the one I said was a dance tune. I'm trying to find. I could see that. Yeah, it's kind of dancey. I would say. There's a few that honestly, like, I was surprised to say, like, I was kind of like dance a little bit too. Uh, uh, Cosmonauts. I thought Cosmonauts, um, the first time I heard it, I was kind of like, I was like, oh, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's the second and third time, I think it might be my favorite song on the album. I felt it's like very this cool. is it's very catchy. What were you saying? I was saying, I felt like this is one of the songs that they could have been on Idler Wheel. Yes. And apparently it was supposed to be on um, This Is 40s soundtrack. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Yeah. And it makes and then... sense because it doesn't, it doesn't really fit anywhere, but it, um, it kind of because it kind of gives like a relationship hope, but I thought it was a really good song. Yeah, I did too. I mean, like every song. Um, for her. Oh my god, for her. <laughs> Very um, cool beginning, kind of cheerleader. Remind me of like the heck was that band's name? Uh, Sleigh bells. Yes, <laughs> sleigh bells, vocals and drums. I like sauced up bat. Yeah. <laughs> and then the one lyric. Oh. Um, <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Uh, rape me in the same bed that your daughter was born in. I was like, that was. Ah! The first time, the first time I listened to it, I was like doing shit, and then also I was like, "Huh?" Yeah. But um, no, this one had this real feel that like it felt like almost like improvised, like something like a cheer squad would be doing behind while they're waiting to go on. Yeah, I could see that. Like to the point where like I almost thought I was like, was this just something they were just like riffing and doing? And then um, it's it's almost like a gospel song at times. There's a lot of like gospel, like the last like maybe four or five songs. There's like gospel mm-hmm. and like R and B almost in it, like soul blues. I made that note somewhere. Like I have a couple of general notes, but that was one of them. It's like her R and B album. Yeah, uh, and I agree completely. Yeah. Uh, drum set really awesome. Um, why did you take it all away? 
really mm-hmm. cool beat and that's more like r&b soul like it just has yeah. that kind of feel to it and it's a really cool song it's very kind of angry at the same time breakup song with everyone so i don't want to keep hitting this vulture article but this story was amusing because it sort of tells you about who fiona apple is mm-hmm. and i think we've all been there she had just broken up with her her boyfriend who was their producer at the time and i had a fight with my band the drummer took her drums but it was because she was going to a gig. So it feels like, oh, my God, everyone hates me. She, so that's sort of what is that feeling that what, the whole world's against you. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And then the last song, On I Go, I thought was a really strong finish. Kind of yeah. more like that rhythm and blues feel to it. Um, I just thought it was a very good ending. And it was kind of like, you know what? F this. I'm done. Yeah. I'm getting on with it. Mm-hmm. See you in eight years. Yep. <laughs> But I absolutely love this album. I think it's got a bit of everything. You know, it start, has some idler in with it. It has gospel. It has blues. It has, like, so much going on. Like, dance. Like, And it's just more or less, like, the dis- dis- disintegration of relationships. Yeah. And her, like, low self-esteem. And just not having to deal with, like, her exes or her boyfriend's bullshit. And just dealing with it. But she still misses them. And kind of just building herself up. Like, she kind of seems to be over a lot of her self-hatred, which was a lot of idler wheel, like, self-defeating. And this is more or less like, hey, I'm just going to vent about all this crap and get on with my life because I'm not going to deal with assholes anymore. It's somehow both very deep and very catchy at the same time. Yes, yes. But it's amazing. I thought it was so far my favorite album in a long while. Yeah, yeah. Truly amazing. Yeah, and then maybe she'll get the torrent someday. Yeah, that'd be nice. I would love to see her. I almost saw her during Idler Wheel, but it was the same night as... I think it was... I could have saw Fiona Apple or Nine Inch Nails. And I saw Nine Inch Nails, and Nine Inch Nails was really good. But, but um, I would but definitely see her with she I think if I knew tours. that Nine Inch Nails was only going to, like, tour... Or, no, if, like, she was, like, Fiona Apple was only going to do an album every eight years, I might have made a choice. But, yeah, I want to see her. Oh, they're doing a One World Together at Home concert tonight to celebrate COVID-19 workers. Mm. Starring the Rolling Stones, Paul McCartney, Elton John, Billie Eilish, Taylor Swift, Lady Gaga, Lizzo, and dozens more. So look for that exciting report. I wouldn't mind seeing Billie Eilish and um, uh, Lady Gaga. Mm. That's about all I would care about. Um, what about uh, maybe the dozens more? I don't know. The the five fingers on my right hand more. What time we at? We are past an hour. Pretty amazing. Yeah, we're pretty amazing. When we cut like it down to. 40 I feel minutes. like we go longer when we're not actually in the same room. Yeah, I think it's definitely. Listening to the last one, it's maybe it's because we're not in the same room. It it, yeah. it flows differently. It's really weird. Not well, weird. yeah, because you know we it's all like you know facial gestures and just mm-hmm. us busting on each other and stuff. But uh, and plus we don't talk to each other as as much as we used to. Like I would yeah, I would the get coffee like every you know once a week or so. But but now we're we're starved for human companionship. Yes, just feline companionship. <laughs> But anyway, because we're at like 70 minutes, I am going to at least wrap up the podcast. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think uh, Victor's been complaining that I've been on uh, talking to you for so long. Like, spend... Mommy's going to be done. 
What's he got going on? Um, well, they were Mark and him were painting, and then um, I think they were playing some Roblox. So, oh, yeah. and I'm in the living room, so I'm hogging up the big TV and oh, watch got, TV. Because yeah. if we turn on the TV, it's usually not till after seven. So, oh, all right. Word up. Word up. All right, everyone. Be all safe. right. All right. Be safe and chill out and listen to Fiona because it's amazing and it's awesome. All right. Goodbye, Later. everybody. Bye. But Mimo says bye-bye. Nope.